0: Hi everyone, welcome to Magical Streaming, a podcast where we watch Disney Plus and talk about it. My name is Amber. My name is Marie. And this week we're talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Yes, so this is this month's first episode, which is podcaster's choice. I chose Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in honor of the new... It's kind of a very late-on sequel uh, that's going to be coming out, in which... Rick Moranis will be reprising his role, and Josh Gad will be playing Nick, his son. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, in honor of that, which I'm very excited about, um, we decided, well, I decided that this month's Podcasters episode would be Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and we watched the movie last night, and it had been a while.
0: I honestly can't remember the last time I saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because weirdly at my house, we watched a lot more And I don't mean a lot, but we watched Honey, uh, we shrunk ourselves more than I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, so it was a little weird for me.
1: I think, I, no, for me it was probably even. You know which one I basically have never watched is Honey, I Blew Up
0: the Kid. Which has more of the original cast.
1: Yeah, I don't even, like... I, don't, I haven't looked into which cast reprised. I, I know the neighbors, I think, aren't really involved. But anyway, we're already getting off track. Let me start Where with the we? synopsis. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so off of Disney+, Plus, the synopsis goes as follows. Wayne Zielinski is a preoccupied inventor who just can't seem to get his electromagnetic shrinking machine to work. But when it finally does, it has Wayne's kids in his sight. With the now quarter-inch-tall children swept into the trash, the real adventure begins. Hurricane sprinklers, dive-bombing bees, and a runaway lawnmower lead to big troubles. Lead to big trouble for the pea-sized kids. I think they're small. Eh, well, maybe not. No, they're, they are smaller than peas. Like this is an inch, and we're well. I'm, I'm making an inch with my fingers, <laughs> guys. And we're talking a quarter of that. Yeah, they're definitely smaller than peas.
0: Oh, definitely. Look how big they were compared to the Cheerios.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the scale of some things I think in this movie are a little janky, but right. anyway. So, what uh what's some history about this movie? So,
0: this movie was released on June 23rd, 1989. So, you were not born yet. Ooh, wait. June <laughs> 1989.
1: I was born. <laughs> Whoops. I was two months old and a couple of weeks. Two months yeah, and a couple
0: of weeks. I said June, and then in my head I was like, January? Great! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was an infant. You were an infant, and I was a twinkle in my mother's eye. Oh, that's... Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, I had a budget of $18 million, which in today's money is $37,447,403.23. And a box office, it was a sleeper hit, meaning they did not expect it to gain a lot of money. And the first week it really didn't, but as it stayed in theaters, it just word of mouth exploded. And it uh, made in 1989 money, $222.7 million dollars. Which in today's money is four hundred sixty-three million three hundred seven thousand five hundred and ninety-four dollars and thirty-five cents. Marie is just so Please unimpressed all the time. So the project was originally brought to Disney. No time frame could I find for this. Um, by Stuart Gordon and Brian Yunza. Gordon was supposed to produce nope, Gordon was supposed to direct, and Yunza was supposed to produce. However, Gordon got ill and dropped out. So they replaced him with uh, Joe Johnson, Johnston, uh, and it was his debut film. At that time, it was titled Teeny Weenies, and they thought that was a little too toward kids and not adult enough. That's not
1: the first thing that would come to my mind if I saw. Teeny
0: Weenie. Mm mm. You you just got a dirty mind. I mean... So, in order to make the film sound more grown-up, they changed it to Grounded. And then they were like, "Mm, No, that's too far. (laughs) So then, it became The Big Backyard. And then, they were like, Hmm, that's really not... That's not hitting it. So, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is a line of dialogue from the film was ultimately decided to be the best title.
1: Yeah, and did you know, actually, that there was some criticism? Because, grammatically, it should be, Honey, I shrank the kids, not I shrunk the kids.
0: Okay, that sounds stupid.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the point is that, yeah, they were like, "It's, it's just a line in the movie. That's how he talks, sorry. Like, he's just not grammatically correct.
0: He's got other things on his mind. He's got other things on his mind. So... That's all the history. <laughs> That's all the history? Yeah, I mean, it got nominated for a Saturn Award, but it didn't win yeah. um, for the effects. And, I mean, it did... So, this is the first movie in a trilogy of movies. Yes. And um, there was a TV series. There was a TV series after that. but Although the TV series doesn't take place chronologically. It goes back to being... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where the kids are the same ages as they were in the original movie, because by the time we get to Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, the kids are quite like they're, yeah, they're I, grown.
1: You know, I don't actually. We're gonna have to watch that one soon, even if we don't review it soon. Like we can rewatch it later, but I really don't remember much. The, the main thing I remember about Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves, is her giving her brother a banana. Because it has potassium.
0: And like, what an because, odd <laughs> memory. That well, you've because
1: got he stinks or something. Like I don't remember. Exactly. I I know he has. I don't. I don't remember. remember what he has. But he starts to feel unwell because of it, and she realizes he hasn't taken his medication. Or is he anemic? Maybe. Anyway, and then she's like bananas, and then she kind of force feeds him bananas to make him feel better. And also, I think there was a party involved.
0: I honestly don't... See, even though I watched that more, I just remember the adults being really tiny. Like... I don't remember...
1: (sighs) I honestly remember nothing of the plot point other than she's doing some things she shouldn't be doing because she's like, parents are out, and little does she know they're actually right in the house, and they're like, she's in so much trouble until... She gives her brother the banana, or is it a cousin? i It might be a cousin you know because what? I feel like it's a small child, and you just said there's Yeah,
0: a I feel like right now we're describing a movie we haven't seen in a very least, long time, at it's least been ten so years. So long, probably more than that. No, oh, more than that. Fifteen, at least fifteen years. Yeah, I don't think I'm I've seen that movie now. in my adulthood. So ed. definitely. I was younger than 12, so more than 15 years since I've seen it, so I can't tell you anything about what happens. Um, then there's Honey, We Blew Up the Kid, which is... It takes It's actually... Uh, two, uh, three years later. Yeah, Honey...
1: Well, it's actually Honey, I Shrunk the kids. then Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was the next one, and then Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, that's the third one in the trilogy. Yes. And that one was... I don't know about uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, but I know... Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves
0: was a direct-to-video release. Um I didn't look for Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. But they did have a fair. lot more um, of the original cast returning for it. Yeah. And that, uh the kid in question, Blown Up, is the new infant that they have. He's a two-year-old. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's the kid in the Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves that has the banana thing. I don't know.
0: Maybe. Anyway. Who knows? Not,
1: Not us. Too, is that the kid? I now I'm doubting. Is that the kid that Josh Gad is going to be playing, or is it Nick? I think it's Nick. I feel like. It's I Nick. think it's Nick as well. Anyway, we'll
0: find out. Yeah, we will when it comes out. Is so, that a movie or a series? It's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. And from what I've seen, uh, right now it's entitled Shrunk. Yeah, I think I saw that too. We're on the same page. Yeah. Uh,
1: did you know also that there was a lawsuit? about this movie, because someone was like, this is just like what I wrote, (laughs) which involves a child, like a small child, well, I don't know how small, but a child that creates a shrinking machine. And I'm like, I don't know about the rest of the story, but that element is not... Not, It's not a novel idea. I don't think it's very unique. Unique enough to say that, but I haven't read the rest of the story. The lawsuit was dismissed because it's it was not like right that similar in their opinion, but then again, it's large corporation against little Joe. Yeah, jokes, I think there has
0: to be more. Um, yeah, like first of all, it's not a child who invented the shrinking ray. Um, so immediately we've got that oh, well, difference, and, and
1: it's also like what what part does the shrinking ray play into the story? Right. So that makes so a big difference. The
0: shrinking ray is an important part of this story. But Is it's it a villain. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's a plot point. Like yeah. it's to serve as the main like obstacle, but it's not you know, there's not a big uh hullabaloo about how it gets built and da da. da, da, da. So you know, if any of the story focused on that and the other story was about like him building a shrinking ray and then but like spent a lot of time with you know point is well we don't again yeah anyway don't i'm know just the other conjecture, story. conjecture conjecture conjecture
1: <laughs> so moving on to some trivia which there, you thought there wasn't much history there's also not much trivia great um so in true hollywood um mm-hmm. uh, i don't know where i was going with that
0: fashion, fashion?
1: yeah in true Hollywood fashion, uh, the age difference between father and children... Great. <laughs> not big. Uh, Matt Frewer, who plays big Russ Thompson, the father of the neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, was only 30 years old at time of filming,
0: He looks older than that. He
1: does, yeah. I'm he looks, like,
0: mid-30s. Lo- yeah,
1: but, I mean, you know. But uh, that's only 14 years older than his... Eldest son in the movie, who's Ross Thompson Jr., I guess, uh, who I guess was sixteen at time of filming,
0: right? So, but like I said, he passes for like thirty-five. Yeah, he passes. So then it. it would be like, oh yeah, you had to get it like eighteen. Yeah,
1: and I think actually I saw uh, Christine Sutherland was he? She was thirty-two. So,
0: yeah, but I mean, it's that's not, very common Hollywood practice. It is super common. Also, I it's not impossible that that could be a reality yeah this has been like a teen yeah talk to any of the uh five or six girls in my high school class that had babies before we graduated I will not but thank you for that (laughs)
1: um also something you noticed is during the movie towards the part where they've reported the kids as missing uh when the cops get back in the car and see the missing children report for the Solinski household. Uh, the previous record for that household states twelve counts of disturbing the peace.
0: I did point that out when we were watching. Yeah, so
1: that's not surprising. With everything, it's not a learned, great neighbor. No. Also, in so okay. <laughs> this is this is a little dark. This movie could have taken a very dark edge
0: because I just read your notes and went, "What?" Yeah,
1: her face was like the shock. It would have made a much less family-friendly movie. Or, uh, in
0: have you seen Bridge to Terabithia? No. Well, the little girl dies at the end. <laughs> okay. So spoiler.
1: Um. So in an early version of the script, there were supposed to be five kids, and one of them would have died during the sprinkler sequence.
0: I'm just, I mean, family-friendly movies, Bridge to Terabithia, wrecked everybody because Anna-Sophia Robb, you're just, you get to the end of the movie and it's like, oh, she drowned. And you're like, what? Actually, my girl.
1: Now I'm thinking. Yeah. Man, I I never actually even saw the whole of that movie, but I saw specifically the scene where they're (laughs) chased by the bees, and they jump in the water, and then right after, it's his funeral. That's the only part of that movie that I've seen.
0: (laughs) And she, can't see without his glasses. No, I don't remember that part. When she's seeing him in the coffin Where it wear his glasses he can't see without his glasses okay that's terrible
1: <laughs> it's awful I don't want
0: to watch that movie
1: hey. I, I feel like actually now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of those movies that are meant to be family friendly are the ones that make me cry the hardest they do I with so much yet, death. I can never not even just death. are you going to talk about little Fit? Well, (laughs) I wasn't gonna, but now I can. Littlefoot wrecks me, like, every single time. But no, you know which movie I can never watch without crying? And the last time I watched it was on a plane. Why would you do that? (laughs) Because it's when we went to Paris, so it was a long flight. I had a lot of time to fill.
0: I couldn't sleep. Oh, right. I was, I was like, I what wa- do you mean? I watched, I watched two movies and went to
1: sleep. No, I watched one more movie than you did. And it was A Little Princess. You should have gone to sleep. <laughs> and I love that movie. I love that movie so much. But every single time, the end gets me. Like, yes, when her father dies and, like, she right, she traces the circle around herself in the attic and she's just crying and calling out for him. Yes, that makes me cry. But the end when she's being like dragged out of the house and she's screaming and he doesn't remember and then suddenly he remembers and he runs out and he screams her name. I I always cry. Always. Oh my god, it's so emotional.
0: But yeah. So, Lots of spoilers for movies that came out decades ago, guys. So Yeah, well,
1: exactly. Okay, this is it's not spoilers anymore. If you haven't seen it yet, it What were you doing? Watching other things, maybe you're not a big movie person. I don't know, but it's a great movie. I love a little princess. I've no, seen I it, it
0: twice, and I don't care for it because I don't like this yes, abused child like... <laughs> narrative. I don't want to follow this. <laughs> There's not even magic to make it better. Yes, there is. There's a story that she tells. That's not tells real magic. or
1: CGI. <laughs> From the nineties. Anyway, back on track. Back on this. There, so they were gonna kill. There's so much, not <sighs> much to talk about about this movie that now we're just going off. I talk.
0: have, I have a question. Yes. The child.
1: It doesn't say who it was gonna. Okay, be. Okay,
0: yeah. Who, who had a third child? It doesn't. It's just some other neighbor that just has the one child.
1: No, it could have been that
0: one of them had three kids. I know. Like, not... I was positing an alternate theory.
1: Yeah, like, maybe it was just Amy was gonna die and actually drown. (laughs) But, so, like, the thing that, about this, that's, like, the thought of putting a child in that situation that just dies. Um, what are they gonna do with that child afterward? They're just gonna leave it, or are they gonna carry it back and then when they get blown back up, there's just this dead child no, laying there. No, nah, You like, just leave
0: that child small. You leave them for the ants to take.
1: That's so, te- <laughs> like, that's so terrible. Like, the concept. I'm, like, I understand why they dropped it, but the concept, the idea of this child there's dying. a real dark And pitching. the only people who can deal with it at that time are these
0: other children. I mean... Here's the thing. All media where children are some of the protagonists, they're put in this horrific situations where, you know, they have to be the ones to deal with it. Harry Potter is about a bunch of teens fighting wizard Nazis. The Hunger Games is literally just children killing each other. Uh, Again, it's all these, like, teens and children having to change the world and save the world. So it's not a new concept, but it is horrifying still. Yeah.
1: I know, but the the reason like you're talking those are dystopian like or magical like they're it's a fantasy story. The and I like in a way this is science fiction because of the shrinking, but it's still It is the nice. number
0: one tag on this is science fiction.
1: Yes, but even so, it's like It's science fiction, but it's reality. Like, it's not science fiction that takes place... Like, there's no aliens. There's not, like... It doesn't take place in space. It's not... It's not what you associate necessarily to science fiction right there and then. Like, there's one tech. Like, it's not even Iron Man with all the techs. Like, it's one thing. One machine that this inventor has been creating. Which could potentially... Like, okay. Then,
0: I'm I not going to debate the science no, of shrink rays de- on I'm, this I'm, podcast? No, we're
1: not. Because I don't <laughs> know enough about science. But I'm just saying, it's less far-stretched than a lot of other science fiction. And I so guess. it just kind of takes place in normal, everyday society. I suppose. So it's like the next-door neighbor who gets shrunk and then has to watch their sibling just die. And then has to make the decision... You in this very traumatic moment uh what do i like or, or they were like okay they died next to the lego so let's go and find the lego in the backyard we'll find them we'll blow them back up and then they're they're just going to be dead still like imagine the parents also just blowing their kid back
0: up dead like i mean i would think you know people do have to do that. There are body retrievals where the sole purpose is bringing a body home. This is real dark. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into our Disney podcast where we discuss child death. It is dark
1: and it's like I mean and it didn't get that dark.
0: Right. I think because somebody, I don't know. Somebody must have been like. Michael Eisner looked at this and said, "Mm -hmm, I'm going to need you guys to dial it back some. Just a little. Almost drowning. Sure. Actually,
1: Actually drowning. drowning. You stepped
0: mm-hmm. over the line. See? Yeah, There's the, the line.
1: line. That's your foot right now. Bring it back. <laughs> so we're just making speculations about what happened in that boardroom with Michael Eisner and if he was even involved. We had you know no what? idea. But
0: I'm going to give it to you, Mike.
1: Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, now, moving on to some much more... Upbeat? Upbeat. Yeah, yeah. let's do let's it. Let's talk about some props and... Okay. How they did some of the, you know... Yeah. You know, the big versus small and yeah. all that. So, um, uh, the one of the things, like, a little more, just to ease us into it, the oatmeal cookie, that was basically just forced perspective.
0: Okay, yeah. So, I understand like, forced that, perspective.
1: You know, just to make it seem bigger. So not much going on there. They just use a regular oatmeal cookie. They put it in some fake grass Mm -hmm. on a set. Probably scaled down a lot Mm -hmm. from what the kids were playing in. Yeah. And then they just use that first perspective. Good job. Yeah. Good for that. Um, Can you imagine finding a giant cookie, though? On the ground? Okay, well, the thing is, it's so big that you can easily find parts that are not actually touching the ground you
0: don't know how many bugs have touched this already okay so if a
1: fly lands on your food and then flies away you're gonna stop eating that food (sighs) also the bugs are as big as the damn cookie Uh, no or not as big but they're not like it's not like an actual cookie on which Ants could be crawling.
0: I know. I just don't like the idea. How long has that cookie
1: been there? It's not, you can see it's not moldy. They're able to break away but the how soft long cookie has parts, it so It's been can't, there. It can't have been that long because it would a have few gotten, days, harder. No, it gotten harder. No, it would have gotten harder and it's still soft enough to break apart easily. I don't know. That's a damp lawn. It's not. The, the sprinklers haven't been turned on yet.
0: You but don't know it's sprinkled it every day, probably, so... Not necessarily. You know what? No. I don't like it, and I'm not going to do it.
1: <laughs> I would eat that cookie. Uh, some other effects that they did. Uh, so, specifically, the, the scene in which Nick Zelensky is dropped into the bowl of Cheerios cereal. Yes. Which, that scene to me is like... I don't know. It, it's so quintessential. Like, quintentially... Contextually? No, I don't know what I was saying.
0: I don't know either. Anyway, quintessential. Quintessential. Yes, that word. Vital is another word for quintessential.
1: Yeah, but it's just like. I is it? That, I
0: don't know. Don't that seems to me, is, it's
1: just like. <laughs> I, it, no, that's vital one is of the things I would word. think it's about. A synonym. Yeah, it's one of the things. If like when I think about this movie this is one of the scenes that would pop iconic up yeah yeah that's a better word uh anyway so that scene they had to fill a tank with sixteen thousand gallons of a milk-like substance which was made from chlorinated water food thickener and pigment ew and then the cheerio were made from tractor inner tubes 12 feet in diameter coated in foam so that poor kid...
0: I think that's humongous. Just had to be swimming in that I mean, giant tank. Well, clearly tank. he could swim. Well, yes. Not me. I would have drowned in this. Like, oh, I almost you would drowned not have in been three put different in that. pools.
1: You would have either not been put in that tank, or you would have been given a swim instructor. Or. Or you would have floaties. Like, around your Yeah. Economy. They would be like... Under your shirt. A yeah.
0: secret floaties. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, And then some of the props... Oh, that was our cat.
0: Yep. That's fine. Yeah. She's
1: Um, fine. Now, the sets and props themselves actually took more than nine months to build. That is not surprising. Um, The 1989 Disney Channel Magazine article... I always wanted to have Disney Channel Magazine. (laughs) ...reported that 12 houses, completed with front and backyard were built in addition to a 10-foot-tall... Oh, I guess they did have a giant cookie.
0: <laughs> What's uh, the truth?
1: I don't know. I guess... Well, I'm going to trust the Disney Channel magazine article. Although, like, maybe like it's 10-foot-tall, but maybe because the, they're supposed to be that... Oh, yeah, yeah, ...forced perspective to make it look even bigger. Right. So it was a giant cookie. But anyway, so it was a 10-foot-tall oatmeal cookie made from polyurethane foam and real cream filling... Well, they it had to be. They
0: I understand, but that's so much cream. Yes.
1: Well, I mean, they probably just coated right. around the outside. I don't think that they put it, like, right. all the way through. I guess. Um, it was also a 40-foot-tall urethane foam blades of grass and a giant mechanical ant that required a dozen puppeteers to operate. Uh, it was constructed using a latex foam core and horse hair, Mm. And it was recreated for stop-motion sequences in which the children rode atop the insect.
0: All right, all right. With a big ant. Big ant. The entire time during the ant scene, all I could think about was Ant-Man. Because he names him Anthony? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's such an easy name
1: for an ant. It's just, like, natural, I feel like. Yeah. Ant-Man just copying off of Honey, I Shrunk the
0: Kids. Maybe that's where he got the idea.
1: Maybe. Maybe he enjoyed watching the movie. Maybe. Scott is a big Honey, I Shrunk the Kids fan.
0: Headcanon accepted. Yeah, and that's why he likes being small. He, from a young age, he was like, you know what would be super cool? If I could relive that part in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and just ride an ant. And then all of his dreams came true when he got to be Ant-Man. Headcanon. Done. Um, yeah, and so the houses that
1: were built, they were actually built in the back lot of the studio in which the movie was filmed, which was in Mexico. Uh, it was Churubusco Studios. Um, they had to place them, though, around the garden, which served for the backyard, to make sure that the studio buildings wouldn't be seen. Right. And, so this movie actually was one, It was no, it was the first... Um. Basically. Wait, no. Hold on. Uh, it had a seven and a half minute animated short. So it was the first called Tummy Trouble. It was the first animated short Disney released since 1965, and it cost 1.8 million. Woo! And it featured Roger Rabbit.
0: Yeah.
1: Which had come out the year previous. I told um, you when
0: we did that episode that there were a couple of shorts released after that.
1: Yeah, and actually uh it did help with the popularity. Like obviously it was no longer in theaters, but I'm guessing from VHS sales there like it helped the popularity of Roger Rabbit increase. Uh and it also kind of helped with this because they did a trailer um for the film which Include parts of the film of the the short for this movie, which was to kind of try and draw in Roger Rabbit fans
0: well, you know what it certainly didn't hurt well,
1: it's hard to know, but it's possible i can I can see how
0: no i can't it's see. kind of like um the idea of when they put. Uh, frozen Fever. In front of Coco. No, it was no, not wait, Frozen. Was, it like, was Olaf's, Olaf's frozen, frozen Adventure in front of Coco, hoping that it would draw more people because, um, you know, they weren't, I guess, entirely confident about how Coco was going to perform. Shaking my head. And then people just got really mad because mm-hmm. it was so long. Yeah. So let's talk staying power. Go ahead. Um, There was... The, at Hollywood Studios, there was the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie set adventure, which was a little uh, playground that you could go to, not a little playground, it was a big playground, because yeah. it was meant to resemble the backyard, and there was, you know, the idea was you got to play around like if you had been shrunk down, and that opened in December 17th, 1990, and was there until April 12th, 2016. We went to the parks quite a few times when it was open, and we never went in. into the playground. I mean, we were
1: adults. It's there for kids. I don't want to be taking up the kids' space. I understand, but
0: I would have It would have liked... been
1: nice to look at it, like, to see it.
0: There was nothing stopping us from walking in. Yeah, that's true. We, the only ones who stopped us were ourselves. Yeah. There was also... I guess I wasn't even really
1: thinking about it like it's not something that I was like oh I'm in Hollywood Studios right now what do I want to do I want to go into the honey I shrunk the kids playground
0: right I mean that area it was
1: kind of hidden away
0: yes it was right across um so if you've never been to Walt's uh to Hollywood Studios before 2016 um or maybe 2017 none of it will make sense to you, because that whole area is Star Wars land now. Yeah. Um, But it was right next to the Streets of America. Also, when the Streets of America used to connect, um, the Muppets Courtyard area would extend past, and then connect around over to Pixar, um, Pixar Place. And it was, the so the Honey I Shrunk, the kids' playground, it
1: was behind the Streets of America, between the Backlot, Backlo- yeah, with the where the backlot tour in the you remember there was a restaurant, yes, that was themed after the backlot tour, yeah, and so it was kind of between that and the streets
0: of America, yes, but and across kind of, from Mike and Sully, where yeah, was,
1: they would meet, it was hidden away, so you had to know it was there,
0: right? Um, and then there was the three uh, the 4D show, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, huh, which we never got to see because. After Michael Jackson died, they replaced it with uh, Captain EO. That's what was over there before Captain EO? Well, well, between m- Captain between EO's. Between Captain EO's, yes. Man. So, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was in Epcot from November 21st, 1994 to May 9th, 2010. In Disneyland from May 22nd, 1998 to January 4th, 2010. In Tokyo Disneyland, it was called... Micro Adventure, with an exclamation point, from April 15th, ninety seven to May 10th, 2010. And in Disneyland Paris, Cherie, je le public. That was lovely. Thank you. Can you pronounce it correctly? Cherie, je le public. Re- and, no, Reduit. it's not retrui. Rétracie. Rétracie. Okay. No, I know the word retrui. Uh, so what does that translate to? Honey,
1: honey, I... I... It's I Shrunk. I shrunk the audience.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Uh, From March 28th, 99 to May 10th, 2010. I wonder... All of them were pulled to put Captain EO back.
1: I wonder. That theater is still there in Epcot. Right now they're showing the Pixar shorts. If they will... If they would bring it back when the sequel comes out here's the thing um i get that probably the effects are obsolete very dated but so were
0: captain eos yes but michael jackson was dead okay well (laughs) (laughs) i guess if rick moranis was to die sometime in the future i say as if it's possible that he's an immortal being and he will never die if he were to die, maybe they'll bring it back. But I don't I'm not uh I mean, thinking that it's his gonna happen. First movie in so many years. Do you know why he retired? Yes, because
1: his wife passed away. Yes. Yes, I know. but yes. I mean he never officially that's the thing. He he said he never officially retired. He just like he's been on a very long acting break because <gasps> You know what he you to didn't touch his... on
0: what? Casting oh do you know who the role was originally written for
1: i saw some people who were approached for it uh i don't remember who they were uh i saw martin short was in talks of the role at some
0: point so their first choice who they it writ- wrote it for i almost said read it for who they wrote it for was chevy chase oh yeah Yeah, I remember. But he was busy filming National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. (sighs) Well, you know what?
1: It made his career... Well, it didn't make his career, but...
0: Clark is just... Clark Griswold is Chevy Chase. When you think of Chevy Chase, you think of Clark Griswold. So, after that, they approached John Candy. Yeah, and Candy... And Candy was the one who said... Moranis, you know I did Spaceballs with Rick Moranis. Have you seen Spaceballs? By the way, I have not. I've it only is seen so good. Pic- I've seen pictures of it. It is good. You yeah. should uh, official podcast recommendation. Everybody watch Spaceballs. It is not Disney. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's on Disney Plus either. Uh, so you won't find it here. Yeah. Um, but it is a really good party of uh, Star Wars. So. He's the one who said, consider Rick Moranis. And that's how we ended up with Rick Moranis. Uh, Oh, I forgot as well. Of course, in Journey into Imagination with Figment, you see the portrait of Wayne as one of the inventors Inventors. in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yep.
0: So that's the other, that's the only thing left uh, with any Honey, I Shrunk the... Honey, I showing the
1: Kids. Yeah, the that's the only thing left in the parks. Yes. Because I cannot think there. You don't even see. There's not even manch- There's nothing else.
0: Yeah, I know. I, mean, I would a, have mentioned it if yeah, there were.
1: <laughs> there was well, there was a TV series that we mentioned, and now there's going to be the sequel. So it. Some it, the staying power is coming back in a sense. Right. So, yeah, I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to do with the sequel. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yes, so let's talk hot takes. My hottest take is this. Y'all just, okay, okay, the police come up and are like, um, they probably just ran away because kids didn't matter in the late 80s, which I've heard time and time again from all the murder podcasts I listen to, uh these parents are like our children are missing and the police are like mm, they probably just ran away don't worry about it and they have to be like no look for our children and they're like mm, no no we're not gonna waste our time with that yeah there's uh, the no.
1: runaways usually do these or that thing or yeah blah, blah, blah. sounds
0: like it's probably a runaway like excuse me also the fact that when Wayne comes home and immediately does not know where his children are. He's like, mm, probably just went to the mall because no one cared what their children were doing. I can see they have a teenage daughter. Well, She's she did 16. say she was
1: going to go to the mall, so... Yes.
0: That's a fair assumption
1: if he knew she was going to go by herself.
0: Yes, but where...
1: Yeah, she probably wouldn't take her little She's brother to the mall. She's not going to take her
0: little brother to the mall. She's cool. She doesn't want to be seen with that lame Come on. So, the fact that they are just like, hmm, don't know where they are, oh well, and just move on, we, I, they're bad parents. All of them are bad parents.
1: I mean, no, the next-door neighbors, their kids were basically but in the backyard while they were prepping the camper. And
0: they didn't call the police until much later.
1: Well, when they realized they were gone... Well, okay, at first they were like, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, they're bad parents. Hot take, all parents, I'm throwing a blanket statement, please at me. All parents in the 80s just did not care as much because they were like, mm, they'll, they'll come back, it's fine. We don't need to know where they are. Well, they would
1: probably be like, nowadays children are all in cotton balls and blah, blah, blah. So No,
0: you should know where your. Uh, I can't believe this is a hot take. You should know where your children are. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh,
1: people had a sense of security that doesn't exist anymore. Because we're such, like, social media obviously has, uh, blows things out of proportion. However, at the same time, if you look at the ratio of kidnappings in the 70s and 80s versus the ratio of kidnappings nowadays, it has drastically gone down. I know! Because people don't just let their kids wander about And, like, even when I was young, like, my parents wouldn't let me just go to anywhere by myself, but I could walk to the corner store, which was, you know, two, three minutes walk away, very close by, and it was basically just walking down my street, and then... But you were not
0: with an adult. Any adult could
1: have come by. and I remember doing that
0: when I was, like, probably six years old. I remember being probably, like, 11, and going, not even younger than that too um much younger than 11 uh because in fourth and fifth grade I walked to school by myself every day um and well I did
1: too but it was like two minutes away
0: uh so I lived like kind of in the back of my trailer park so it was about five minutes outside to the trailer park and then from there about another five minutes so about a 10 minute walk equivalent to walking from the metro to our apartment Maybe a little bit longer. Yes, well, your parents
1: walked to school one mile uphill both ways in the snow.
0: Second of all, but the thing was, nobody cared. In fact, I was a safety. And a safety was fifth grade children being stationed at crosswalks to help children cross the street. What? Yes, the safety program. You had to apply to get in. I was a safety, and at the end of my trailer park, me and one other kid, although y- there was always supposed to be at least two people there, so me and one other kid were there and we wore these yellow, like, belts. I'll show you a picture, uh, and I'll post one on the Facebook page because I. it's hard to explain. It's kind of like, um... Do you have a picture still? Uh, no, I just planned on Googling it. Um... Yeah, just like this belt across that said safety. Like a sash. Yeah, kind of like a sash, and it yeah. was bright yellow. And then when children had to cross the street, you would step out into the street and... So you're basically like a free labor cross guard. Oh, there was a crossing guard at the... By the school. Yeah, at the big street. Yeah. So you could only be on smaller streets, but I was a safety on a smaller street. And yeah, it was my job to stand out like half an hour every day in the morning including in the winter when it was dark outside and just stand there without yeah. any adults nearby
1: <laughs> I mean I don't I don't think my parents letting me walk to school was carelessness because like it's like so where I lived basically the school was the next street over yes. so I just had to walk down my street and then there was a little walking path and when I came out of the walking path, that was the cross road to cross for... Fish. To go into the school. That's where the cross garden was. Yeah. So, it was basically just letting me walk down the street by myself and through that little walking path. At the same time... And I, my parents, when they bought the plot of land where they built the house, uh, at that time... It was mostly just fields. Like, it was still in development. There was right. not many other houses built already. Right. And then it kind of started springing up right after they bought it. So most, well, not most, but a lot of the houses on my street had kids also my age. So so you weren't we, really alone. No, I wasn't really. Like, there were other kids. We weren't necessarily walking to school together. But right. But other kids going at the same time. Also, my parents knew a lot of our neighbors, uh, three streets down, there was, um, uh, I don't know if that's a thing in the States, but I don't even know if it's a thing in the Neighborhood watch.
0: Um, well,
1: yeah, there were houses where, uh, they had, they would put a little sign in the window that indicated this was a safe house to go into if you felt you were in danger, if nobody was home, um, so, like, people would have... Right. So, one of the three, three houses down... And that was a family we knew very well because their son played hockey with my brother. Um, And she was a stay-at-home mom, so she was around all day. So that's why she, I assume, applied for the program. Uh, So, yeah. And then two more streets down, that was my best friend's house. And then one, two more, I mean, two Two more houses houses down down. was my best friend's house. And then uh, the house. Next to the path or across from the uh, path? Next to from the path was my babysitter. So, you know, it was, it was basically, they just knew everybody, pretty much, so. But, yeah, like,
0: it was a different time. time. But watching it now, my hot take is, these are not good parents. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just, again, with, there's a lot more awareness now. I don't think there's more bad people in the world. I just think we're more aware of them. I don't think it means that Parents in the 80s were bad. I don't think it means that they did things wrong. I think it's just that there's, we have more knowledge today that was not available to the public then. It's kind of like how people thought that cigarettes were healthy in the 60s. I
0: mean, it, I guess. I just, I still feel like they should have known where their children were. Anyway, what's your hot take?
1: Uh, I don't know that I have a hot take, honestly. Like, it's, I mean, the, Okay, the neighbor dad is a tool. He would rather tell this other guy he's supposed to be going on this camping trip with that his wife is not feeling well because of plumbing issues rather than say, uh, my kids are missing. You which know, is
0: a very good reason. To- I know. I mean, I think it's more the reasoning why. Because it's not like... Because he's upset that his kids are, like, disobeying him and, like, that. He's not, like, oh, I'm so worried, I can't, like, it's embarrassing to think that well, I'm a... Well, at
1: first, that's the thing. When At first, when he thinks that they just kind of went off to do their own right. thing, yes, he's upset because he's like, well, they're just, they're screwing up my trip. But right. when he comes to real, when it gets later and they come to realize, and by the point, by that point, uh, they know the kids are likely missing They've already talked to the cops. Right. So, yeah, no, that's... But, and also, obviously, the way he treats his oldest son, where it's like, you gotta be on the football team. And why aren't you interested in fishing? And why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like me? And just just let your child be whoever they they are. are. It doesn't matter what their interest is, so long as they're happy.
0: And, you know, their interest isn't, like hurting other things <laughs> yeah
1: um so yeah like he's not a stellar dad in that sense either but that's kind of part of the characterization and at the end right. it comes full circle right, and, right. You know, like showing oh he really does care for us because he's the one that quote-unquote sacrifices himself to test the machine and and then he's like, I don't care what you like so long as you're safe and you're happy. And it's like, okay, you had a nice arc there.
0: Yeah. You grew as a person. Character That's nice growth. to see,
1: yeah. Or character shrinkage. <laughs> if, if we, like... well, <laughs> with yeah. oh, the baseball cap. Yeah. You know, when he tries to put it back on and it doesn't quite fit anymore. But yeah, other than that, uh yeah, definitely. I mean... Nobody like everybody is seeing this guy and being like he's so weird. Nobody is like, what are you doing? Right. They're just like, huh? Adds up. Yeah. Or like, yeah. No, it's he's a very odd neighbor to have. I can understand why. You just do they, don't
0: ask. Yeah. I have a story to tell. I mean, you later. and I guess
1: why would they? He probably wouldn't. Give a real answer, even if they've asked. Right,
0: yeah, that's fair. I'm saying the grass is very delicate. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but yeah, no, not not many hot takes on this one.
0: Okay, so there's not really a villain here. No, there's not. Um, the the neighbor dad kind of serves as an antagonist at points but not really so no villains yeah, like,
1: because it's not you can't really say that one of them is right and one of them is wrong Right. it's just they're two very different people so it makes sense that they would antagonize one another and he is obviously like he's a neighbor that you would probably feel frustrated with having right. if he's making that much noise early in the morning on the weekend I would also be very annoyed
0: right so that gives us that brings us that gives us to Time sleep. to talk about rewatchability. Okay, I thought you were gonna say that brings us to rewatchability. Well, keeping you on your toes. Woo.
1: All right. So how how often would you watch this movie? Maybe a couple times a year, twice a year, maybe. Yeah, that tracks. Like, I I don't think I would necessarily want to watch it every month. No. Uh, but definitely on a somewhat yearly basis, I would be good with watching it. Agreed. Like, it's very, It's again, it's the nostalgia factor. This is a movie I watched when I was little, and I really liked it when I was little, so watching it, it, it kind of has that tie to it. So, like, I don't know how I would feel about it watching it for the first time in adulthood. I would probably right. be like, this is a weird concept, but,
0: no, I like it. Okay, so what are you going to give it a final ranking as? Uh, I'm going to give it 6.5. I am also, uh, I I, I was going to give it a 7. Ooh, look at you. You know, I'm just, I am who I am, so I'm going to give it a 7. Alright, sounds good. So what are we watching next week? Uh, Because we're um, back to chronological next week. Yes, next week is
1: going to be chronological, and so next on the list is Uh, It's going to be a double feature again because there are two very short movies that probably wouldn't have much to talk about otherwise. Uh, So it's going to be Make My Music and Fun and Fancy Free. Okay, great.
0: So that's what we're doing next week. Um, For the listener's choice, when are we starting those polls?
1: Uh, We're going to put up the poll the not next week, the week after that. So next week we'll talk about what the choices are going to be and then the week after that we're going to actually do the poll great so
0: that brings us to the end (laughs) yeah that's
1: pretty much it and until next time enjoy your magical streaming Bye bye